WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on 95.9 WATD, the South Shore's radio station. My name's John Paul. I'm the host of the Car Doctor Program, and if you're new to the Car Doctor Program on WATD, uh, well, welcome. We try to talk about everything automotive, whether it's new, old, car repairs. My background is I work for the AAA Auto Club. And I ran the AAA Diagnostic Center in Rockland for a whole bunch of years and until we finally moved the headquarters from Rockland down to Providence, Rhode Island. And then uh, I still work for AAA. You can find my Car Doctor Q&A columns uh, where I answer people's car questions in the Quincy Sun. You can find it in the Boston Globe Online, which is also boston.com, and the Providence Journal today. Uh, New York Newsday on Friday, and a series of other New York papers, the Saratogian, uh, the Daily Freeman up in kind of central and western New York, and um, the Troy News up there, and I believe there's one other one up there. And also you can find my question and answer columns in the Yankee Express in here in Massachusetts, out kind of uh, in the Worcester County area. So you can find all of the stuff that I do that way. But we have, um, it's, I, I just heard, you know, something about the end of summer. Well, it's not the end of summer yet. And it's certainly not the end of car season, that's for sure. In fact, today, going on at the Marshfield Fairgrounds is the Spindles annual car show. Uh, they call it Auto Fest, and that's taken place. It started at 7 a.m. this morning. It's going till about 3. So if you're in the area, you might want to take a ride over to the Marshfield Fairgrounds. It's always a great show, so you might want to check it out and see what's going on there. We talk about museums a lot, car museums, because I love the idea of automotive history. And we've had Gunther Berman on from the Newport Car Museum. We've talked to the folks at the Audrain Museum in years past, our friends over at the Museum of Transportation in Brookline. But I have never been up to the Saratoga uh, Automobile Museum. And it is from where I live. It would probably be the equivalent, probably the equivalent of driving to Maine. Not that, not really that far away, but they have a big auction coming up, and with us on the phone is Dan Ridopecky. Did I come? Did I even come close to your last name, Dan? <laughs> Ridopecky. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, and first off, tell us a little bit about the Saratoga Auto Museum. So the Saratoga Automobile Museum has been around for about twenty years now. Um, we have had uh, we have rotational displays. Um, so our current display is the cars of Radwood, which is a celebration of cars of the '80s and '90s. Um, and if you know, if you're looking to see some supercars, I mean, there's a Bugatti EV110 in right now. There's an XJR220. There's an XJR15 race car. There's a one of six, I think, nine, uh, 962 Porsche um, LM car. So um, a lot of cool stuff to see. So we're located in the uh, Saratoga State Park. And, uh, you know, basically we're, we're there to try to further the hobby, the automobile, um, and, you know, show people or allow people to see stuff that they could rarely see up live and in person. 
And the building itself has a little bit of historic significance, too. It was a bodily plant or something, wasn't it? It does. Yeah, it was, actually. Uh, so we're in the Saratoga State Park, and as oh, maybe you know, maybe you don't, but Saratoga is known for its... Um, there's a there's the mineral springs with um, all sorts of waters, and each water has its own healing power. And so, you know, back in the early days, folks would come up to Saratoga for the fresh air and for the water, and it was all supposed to be you know, for healing of a variety of ailments. And so the museum is, is housed now in what was the old bottling plant. So if I walk so through there, if, if I walk through there, is my uh, my shoulder and my knee going to start to feel better? <laughs> Definitely. Just, you know, <laughs> the sheer, like, aura of looking at the cars. I think your endorphins are going to kick in, and you're going to feel like a million bucks. There, there you go. There you go. And there's also, I, I was looking at your website. You have a bunch of interesting stuff going on, like uh, uh, you have the Tire Rack Street Survival School coming up in October. Uh, yep. The, Great event. The, yeah, which is, which you know, whenever you can try to teach teens how to drive safer always makes a whole lot of sense. And then, of course, the different, then it, of course, the different uh, different tours in the museum and also uh, – you know, a term that probably no one heard of 10 years ago, STEM, uh, but you, yep. you guys have like a little st- uh, STEM program going on there as well, right? We do. We do. Uh, we have, uh, we recently um, have a, a new education director that's come on board, um, and Rachel is great. She's doing a lot to help further, um, to, you know, bring kids in and sort of, you know, challenge them a little bit to think about the automobile and how stuff works. And she's done a lot of cool stuff, and I think that's going to continue to be more and more. Um, I think we have a, a tour of uh, high school kids coming out of like a, a postseason type program out of the city to you know, check out cars, and I think she's got a bunch of stuff lined up for them. But yes, um, continuing you know learning and incorporating the automobile uh, simultaneously. So cool stuff. Yeah, no, it really it really makes sense, and and you know when you can do that with kids and you can get them interested in the hobby, whether it's you know they look at they look at science and math and you know and even if you add art into that now um i don't think there's anything more artistic than some of the cars that you just rattled off that are on display up there right now no absolutely i mean it it, you're you're absolutely right you know i look at like ralph's uh, ralph lorenz collection and stuff and you know there a lot of it is just it's it's art it's it's absolutely beautiful there's design element there's style um it, you can definitely, I think, take a car and it, you can display it as you would a piece of artwork on your wall. I mean, especially some of the older stuff. You know, very, very cool design, very cool um, elements used in from the leather to the chrome. You know, you look at cars from the 50s and all the style cues coming from, like, aviation and stuff coming off of, you know, World War II. So definitely uh, everything that you'd mentioned. Yeah, and you look at something like you—you you mentioned Ralph Lorenz car, and I, I say his name like uh, you know he lives next door to me. Uh, but you know his Bugatti Atlantique. Um, yep. You know that looks like a car that came out of space. I mean that was just a a crazy looking phenomenal car that is. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing car just to look at. It is. I mean, if you look at that car, first off, the design is absolutely spectacular. But if you look at, like, the detail of, like, the interior, the woodwork, the leather, you look at the dash, um, the metallurgy, um, it is art. You look at it, like, under the hood, and it's art meets jewelry with how well 
um, you know, the appearance of the polish of the metals. Uh, Ettorio Bugatti, when he built cars, there were no gaskets, right? So the surfaces were so finely and precisely machined that he didn't need them. I mean, it, it's truly astounding um, what, they were, what they were able to accomplish in those years. Yeah, absolutely. But like all museums, you kind of run at the, you know, I, I don't want to say the will of your your the people that come in there but you you need to you need to pay the bills and uh, one of the one of the ways you pay the bills is with the with an auction and you have you have a pretty phenomenal auction coming up uh the end of the month can you tell us about it yeah so about six years ago um the powers that be kind of sat down and said look you know we need to kind of get more creative about fundraising and how we can bring some money in and raise money to keep the museum entity going so um, the concept of a auction was brought about. Uh, so we had our first auction six years ago. Um, went well. Uh, we're going into our sixth year. So it's September 24th and 25th of this year. We're going to auction off uh, right around 300 cars um, and a lot of memorabilia. So there'll be gas pumps, porcelain signs. Um, I think we actually this year have quite a few motorcycles. So we have like four or five Harleys, a bunch of old BMW vintage um, R uh, motorcycles. And essentially, you know, the, it is the museum's largest fundraiser of the year. So we put this event on, you know, all money's raised, any revenue generated goes right back into the operating uh, budget of the museum. And so that, that helps us stay in business and promote uh, these exhibits and the STEM program and all the aforementioned things uh, that we just discussed. And you mentioned, um, you know, automobilia, you know, whether it's signs or other things. And you don't need to, if you love the automobile and you love sort of everything that goes into the automobile and the industry, and you don't have the space or the budget to, you know, be able to buy a Ferrari, for instance, uh, sometimes you can, you can collect things like gas pump globes and oil cans and all kinds of stuff yep. that you can, that you can kind of, hunt for the same way that someone might be looking for a classic car uh, later later in the month or the beginning of October we have we have Wayne Carini joining us on the program the host of Chasing Classic Cars for instance and you know he he he'll go out and you know certainly chase after those very exotic uh, antique cars but you know not everybody has that kind of budget to do it but you can do it with Petroliano in a lot of cases Absolutely. And you know what, though? i got to tell you, there is, you know, if one wants to collect and one loves cars, I mean, we always see, you know, the, the record set and, you know, all the higher-end cars, you know, stuff starting off at a minimum of 70, 80, 100, half a million. I mean, there was a Mercedes that just sold for 100 and, I want to say, 45 million in Germany. But here's the thing is that, you know, if, if a person loves cars, and one of the nice things about this auction is there's a well-rounded collection of cars. You can come in and buy a car for eight, ten grand. You know what I mean? And and enjoy it and love it. And, you know, it'll bring you just as much joy as the higher-end cars bring to some of the, you know, the collectors at that end of the market. So, you know, there's definitely opportunity for everyone um, and, you know, for all budgets. You know, from, like you say, a piece of memorabilia, you know, to a car that's maybe eight, ten thousand bucks. You know, there's modern classics now that are kind of starting to come into play, like, Porsche Boxsters are now considered classic by Porsche. Um, BMW Z3s, for example, are another great, you know, car that's kind of a modern classic that's affordable. Um, so there's definitely opportunity, you know, for folks uh, that are in the hobby and folks that want to get in, um, and you don't have to spend a ton of money. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, my day job is I I work for AAA, and I was I was just looking at 
you know some of the stuff, and you you actually have a triple A sign, a porcelain triple A sign. That's, that's yeah. absolutely right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, but some of the some of the cars that you have, like you mentioned, uh, you have you have a variety of cars that are that are coming up on the auction. I mean, certainly you have some uh, some exotic ones, but you have cars that maybe twenty years ago weren't maybe weren't that popular. Like the you have a nineteen sixty Chevrolet Apache pickup truck, which those cars have become extraordinary. Those trucks have become extraordinarily popular uh, over the past five or ten years. It's amazing what you know. So it's interesting. So trucks many many years ago when they first start out, you know, are basically the least expensive motor vehicle that you can buy, right? Yep. And folks that bought them, bought them for basic transportation. And over the course of probably, what, the last 60, 70 years, we've seen this transformation where trucks now have become a status symbol and a luxury, you know, sort of version of a car. You know, years ago, somebody bought a truck for the utility. Now, you know, people like trucks because they sit up high and, you know, they like the appearance and the stance and all that stuff. But um, the Apache is a very, very cool truck. So that car, that truck has been fully restored. It is in impeccable condition and that's another truck i mean or car you look at and the design cues on that are amazing it's also amazing to see how much uh, vintage trucks have come up in price and popularity as a result of our current culture and the love of trucks and, and where they've um become so that like vintage truck trend is very is followed very much so yeah, it really it really has. And then you you know, just as I'm scrolling through here, you have uh, I mean, you have a 68 Mustang GT500 KR. Yes, yes, that is a a very cool car. Um a, a consignment from up north. Um I haven't seen the car yet, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, last year I think we had a uh um a, an original one owner K-code uh, Mustang that was basically mothballed. You know, it could have been like a Wayne Carini find uh, found downstate. You know, a gentleman had bought it brand new, used it a bunch of years, and then obviously as life goes, you know, family becomes more important. Kids, you know, sits, you know, sits and neglects, and you know, other things take yeah. precedence. And uh, we finally put it together, and we sold that car last year. Um, but that's the other thing too. There are a lot of one owner, you know, low mileage. Um, unique cars you know from the lineup of cadillacs um to i think this year we have a lot of camaros thunderbirds um trying to think of other highlights you also Uh, you also have something that i think anybody who's the who was born in the 50s and 60s you have a 1972 honda mini trail 50 which is that which is that little little tiny uh, honda kind of dirt bike thing that yep. I think everybody who was when they were 10 or 12 years old lusted after one. It's interesting you say that. It's amazing, like, you know, these mini bikes and how popular they've, they've got, you know, as A, I think that that mini bike runs and drives, but I, I agree with you. It brings back a certain memory and puts a smile on your face, you know what I mean? You, know, you remember wanting one or you remember having one. Um, so it's crazy how those mini bikes, too, have really kind of come up in price right now and popularity. Um, and they can be used to ride, or they become, you know, a piece of artwork in somebody's garage, man cave, you know, whatever it yeah. might be. So, yeah, and, and I'm looking. Stuff. I'm looking. You must have a dozen Porsches that are coming up in auction as well. We do, and you know, the nice thing about the Porsches too is, you know, there's every, you know, you pretty much have every, uh, you, can, you know, every budget can be captured. So there's definitely a nice lineup from a, you know, on the upper end. 
There's a, an original slant nose, 930, a flock bow, uh, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare. It's low miles. Um, we were able to get a, uh, a essentially brand new 2021 uh, um, Spider, uh, which is essentially a Cayman, but a convertible with a four liter motor. You know, unobtainium stuff. Like if you went to the Porsche dealer and tried to order one right now, there's probably like a two year, you know, three year backlog on trying to get stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then on the lower end, too, there's a couple of boxers and stuff, too. So, you know, once again, as we discussed, something for everyone. You know, yeah. there's, there's definitely uh, a little something, you know, for all budgets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a 968 in there, which, um, you know, was kind of kind of a weird timetable time for Porsche when they were when they were building, you know, front engine um, water cooled cars. It was it was sort of a departure at the time. So again, somebody who's looking for something interesting is pretty good. Now, when it comes to auctions, there's there's two terms that people think about: reserve and and no reserve. Can you just tell us what kind of what those two terms mean? Sure. So a no reserve consignment would be somebody, you know, consigns a car to us and says, look, it's no reserve, whatever it brings, we're going to let the market dictate its value, and the last person that bids on it owns it. Um, so that's a no reserve. Most cars have a reserve. Most people, you know, like to know that there's a safety net so that they're going to get a minimum for a car. Um, and what happens is reserves are set, and as the car is being sold and on the block and we approach that reserve price, the consigner typically will lift the reserve, and once the reserve is lifted, then the car is you know open to be to be sold to the highest bidder. At that point, it's guaranteed it sells uh, to the highest bidder. But the the difference between reserve and no reserve. Yeah, it, and it really is. And when it comes to when it comes to an auction, how can people how can people bid? How can people buy? What do they need to do to register? So uh, if you go to our website, which is saratogaautoauction.org, you can register online to bid. Um, you can give, uh, there's a phone number there. You can give my call, my phone a direct uh, is 518-369-1000. You can give a call. We can put you in touch with Molly. She can get you to register to bid, and there are three options. You can come and bid live and in person. Um, if, you, if you don't want to do that or you can't make it or you're from afar, you can bid over the phone, and then you can also bid online through proxy bid. And uh, we will be offering for folks that are, are from far away and stuff the day before the auction on Friday. Uh, we'll put a list together, and if somebody wants, you know, much more detailed information on the car, we can spend, you know, half hour, forty minutes, do a FaceTime video, go all, go over all the intricacies wow. of the car, perhaps highlight any imperfections. Because really, at the end of the day, you know, you could tell somebody how great the car is and the paint is, but it's the little imperfections that you really want would be the disappointment if you got the car and said, ah, oh, you know, I wish I knew there was a ding or a scratch or, you know, whatnot here and there. So um, if we have a, enough lead time, uh, we're able to do that as well. And I saw, you know, right at the very end here, I saw a 1968 Volkswagen Carmen that looks an awful lot like a Porsche Spider. Uh, it, oh, so that's an interesting car. So that is a... At one point, we'd call that a replica. Uh, yep. Today, the, the better term is it's a tribute. So what that car is, it's a, it's a 1968 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia chassis uh, with a Porsche Speedster body put on top of it. Uh, so there are a couple of manufacturers out there that basically make these bodies out of fiberglass, one being Beck. And then I think this is a Vintage Motorsports is the company. They're out mm-hmm. of California. So you basically take a VW chassis and you add the... Um, the Porsche body uh, to, to yield the look of a vintage Speedster, which, you know, this is probably a forty forty five thousand dollars $45,000 car. 
a real speedster is probably like 350 to 400 grand. So hence the difference. And at that point, you know, that becomes more of an investment. This is a car you can run and drive and, and not have to worry about, you know, anything happening to it. But and it's a very cool car. And what's nice about the car, too, is it is, it is uh, and I'm guessing it's registered as a 1968 Volkswagen, so there's no living in Massachusetts where we do. Kit cars become sort of hard to register sometimes because uh right. you know you know we have we have factory five kind of right down the street from us and they can only you know they can only register so many cars a year because of because of right. emissions and emissions laws but this this uh 1968 all of a sudden it becomes easy to register because it is essentially like you said a carmen gear yep. 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 No, absolutely. No, pretty interesting. So, again, more if people want more information, saratogaautoauction.org, right? Correct. Is to, yep, that is right. it. Yep. Yeah. And if people want more information about the museum, uh, Saratoga Auto Museum? Yep, saratogaautomobilemuseum.org. I mean, you know, the simple thing, too, is just go to Google, type it in, yep. and it, it'll, there'll be the first couple of hits. You know, I think it's difficult sometimes to remember, but, yeah. That's, um, that's that's how I found it. Yep, <laughs> fantastic. Well done. Uh, yeah. The other thing I'll, I'll throw out there, too, since we're on the phone, too, about fundraising. Another thing we do is uh, we will usually do a sweepstakes for a car. So last year's sweepstakes, I think, was for a Porsche Taycan. This year it's a 2022 Ford Bronco. So if you go to the website, you can actually buy tickets uh, to enter to win a 2022 Bronco uh, that Ford was gracious enough to give us an allocation for. I believe we had an, an email that the car is currently being built, and we hope to have it by mid-October, so we can actually display it. And that, so and that's a, for a Bronco. Yeah, and and that may be the that may be the quickest way to get a Bronco because uh, they they are like you pointed out in short supply, and typically we are still seeing ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars over MSRP on a Bronco. So if you really want one, buy a few tickets, right? Absolutely, you know it goes it goes to a good cause and you know it gets you in the running and you know we you can there's probably a better likelihood and get you know better chance you, you win this Bronco than you know waiting at least a year to two years and paying a premium, um, yeah. you know for a new one. So yeah, absolutely. And and you and you may have mentioned it, I didn't and I apologize if I didn't pay attention. Um, can you can you watch the auction live on either Facebook yeah, or yep. Yeah. It will be. It won't be on Facebook. It'll be live stream on YouTube. I believe is how we do it. Okay, so perfect. You can watch it live on YouTube, and uh, you know, like I said, if if you want to bid from afar, you you know, you can bid by a phone. If you give us a call, we'll put you on a list. On a list, we'll give you a call about when the cars, you know, about two cars out. Keep you on the phone, and you know, we're ready to. It's the closest way to being in person. Um, if you can't make the sale, yeah. And uh, is it too late to consign a car if somebody has a car they want to consign? No, we're still taking consignments, um, probably for another ten days. I think I, I think I'm going to close it off on the 14th, so we could, you know, work on logistics and, you know, the the auction and all that stuff. So yeah, no, it is not. We are still taking consignments. So if you have something you're looking to sell, uh, we'd love to talk to you about it and see if we can make that happen. Perfect. And uh, and I don't know if you know this or not, but I understand we're going to be getting some some tickets to give away to the museum as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe we are sending you guys tickets to the museum, and I think even maybe even tickets to the auction. So wow, uh, fantastic tickets. So yeah, um, you, it is, there's there's almost no more fun than having having no money and be able to go to an auction and look at other people spend their money. So that's that's a lot of fun too. So 
Well, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, one of the things that we've tried to do with this event is it's not strictly bitters, right? So there are going to be food trucks there. There's additional vendors. You know, we're trying to make this sort of an all-encompassing event, um, you know, for anybody to come out, even if you're not looking to buy a car. I think you could buy a spectator ticket. I think it's 15 or 20 bucks, and it gives you admission, you know, for the day. So as long as the weather is good, it's a great, you know, great venue to bring the kids, come out, check out some cool cars, check out the auction process. You know, great way to spend the day. And like you pointed out, it's a great way to spend the day, and Saratoga is not the, you know, somebody said to me, how far is Saratoga from where you are? I said, and the person I was talking to, I said, do you, do you ever drive up to Bar Harbor, Maine? And they said, yeah. And I said, not that far. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. yeah. It's about, are you based in Providence? Uh, no. Uh, well, you know, use Boston as a landmark. So Boston. I would yeah. say three hours. You know, we just yeah. came in. I just came into town for the Red Sox game yesterday. It's literally, even with some traffic on the pike and stuff, I think it took us like a little over three hours to get yeah. to. Yeah. So it's an easy drive. Good, sure. good drive. Good drive. Stay overnight. Enjoy the enjoy the weather and enjoy the clean air and, you know, walk through, get some healing waters out of the... Uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, Dan, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your Labor Day weekend and joining us on the Car Doctor program. Hey. Thank you so much. Look All forward right. to seeing you at the auction. Appreciate All right. it. You have take a care. Work. Bye-bye. Thank you. We, we, we need to take a break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us and talk about your car, car problems, car questions, maybe you're thinking about buying a car, selling a car, give us a call. It's 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association at this station. Expect the best. Three words we've lived by for over 35 years. Hi, I'm Sheldon Stewart of Stewart Painting. Have you ever wondered what goes into our tagline, expect the best? Well, it starts off with having great employees who provide quality service, which gives us a great reputation of standing behind our work. We also want you to have a positive experience from the moment you schedule your estimate and meet with your sales team to the final product. It's important to us, whether it's carpentry, house washing, or painting, that all of our employees are committed to your project being done on time and to your satisfaction. Our team of professionals take pride in delivering the best possible service to all of our valued customers. We expect the best, shouldn't you? To schedule your free estimate, call either of our Hyannis or Hingham offices, or to get a virtual quote, go to stuartpaint.com. And remember, Stuart Painting. Expect the best. Talk radio with a South Shore point of view. Hi, I'm Kevin Chachi. Join me tomorrow for Monday Night Talk, where the South Shore comes to talk. Tomorrow night after the 6 o'clock news here on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD, or maybe you're listening on 1460 AM, either one. Uh, but uh, I just heard the commercial for Kevin Tachi. Uh, we're supposed to actually get together at some point. I think he wants me to uh, 
pop onto a show some night. So, uh, which I've which I've done once or twice in the past. Our phone number again: seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. I have I have a little piece of paper printed up so I can actually remember the phone number because, you know, it's a new number for me too. But uh, but Robert from Tingsboro remembered the number, so let's talk to him, Robert. Good morning, John. Uh, welcome back to the airwaves. Well, thanks. You know, I had about a month off, so yeah, you know, yeah I've listened yeah. to all your, your all your podcasts. I well, haven't missed the one, so I've had two or three times a week instead of once. There, there, there you go. We, we yeah, might have we might have another one coming up too. So you yeah, never know. I, I do have to listen to the station on uh, streaming live, though. I can't That's, pick it up on any radio. Well, you know, you're you're way up in Tingsboro, and yeah. you know, it would be like it would be like the Marshfield people trying to listen to the North Shore station I was on. So you I know, just same, figured FM same. might be stronger. You know. Yeah. But, well, it depends. I, when I'm in my car on Cape Cod, for instance, it comes in it comes in really well. Um, not so good in my house. So I listen online, and right. you know, like like a lot of people, I have one of those uh, Alexa things, and I just say, "Hey Alexa, uh, tune into WATD," and Alexa yeah. pays yeah. attention to me. Yeah, so. but good thing yeah. all those uh, technical devices work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not all the time, but you know, some of them. So, yeah, like I said, I wasn't thinking at first because like, we're not being able to get the station in two weeks in a row. I'm thinking, you yeah. know, maybe I'll try streaming live. Maybe it'll work. There, there, sure there, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You, you, you're you're just like a teenager now, Robert. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, phone, desktop, yeah, iPad, yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, yeah, like I said, I have to do a lot of listening probably to your podcast, you know, because this particular well, time period, I'm not always available. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I appreciate you being available, and you know the the uh, the thing of it is too, um, just like I did for the prior, I don't know, 500 episodes. Um, at the end, at the end of the show, Jesse sends me a link to the program, and usually by Monday afternoon, I put the program that was on Sunday on, you know, Monday or Tuesday. It's it's up on the podcast site, right. so people can listen to it and find it there too. Yeah, like I said, it was nice to see. You know, every couple of days you were doing one. Yeah, well, you know, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually it was actually kind of interesting because it was just that sort of weird run of luck that people approached me and said, "Hey, can you talk to this person about this and this person about that?" In fact, there's a, uh, and I may use a piece of the interview next week. There's a uh, uh, somebody from Ford contacted me, and there's there's a chance to win a Ford Mustang or a lease on a Ford Mustang. Uh, and it has a whole lot of little weirdness to it that uh, has to do with uh, how you dress, and I think they're trying to trying to bring back the '60s, and because they're going to introduce a new Ford Mustang coming up, so they're trying to do some interesting stuff with that. So we're going to be talking to those folks about that, and I might, like I said, might use a little bit of it in the program. And next, actually, next week I have a pretty interesting program. I have a guy by the name of John Wingle on. He is uh, he runs a garage in, or sort of a garage, I suppose, in. Uh, in Abington, of all places, a place where I used to live, and uh, I never even knew it was there, but it's called the Orphan Garage, and he sells kind of these weird orphan cars, you know, everything from, you know, gremlins to pacers to studebakers, and uh, and uh, I didn't, even, like I said, I didn't even know he was there. I walked by one day, and uh, there, there was an ambulance that looked like it was out of Ghostbusters. I took a picture of it, and he, and he, messaged me back on Facebook and said, Hey, you're in front of my shop and I'm like, What shop? <laughs> you know, so so um I, yeah, so I, I 
I think he's finally put a sign out front now, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk to him, and I got reminded of him because he was on Chronicle a few weeks ago, and uh, so I'm I'm not uh, I'm, I'm not too modest to steal a guest from Chronicle, so you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's nice to interact again yeah. after yeah. six weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I appreciate you uh, calling in. Uh, do you have a question about anything? You just calling in and say no. Hi? Today yeah. I didn't. I was just. Yep. Happy to be able to get through. Well, well, there you go. There you go. Well, yeah. thank you for thank you for doing that, Robert, and uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. Bye bye. If you would like to join us, our phone number is seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. That's how you get through. I saw a story that made me feel good, and uh, it is uh, from a company called Riley Rebuilds. And Riley Rebuilds is a uh, a company that builds rebuilds carburetors. And what's interesting about this Riley Rebuilds, a carburetor rebuilding system, and I'm just going to read the story from, uh, this is from Haggerty's, and I think it was, I think Haggerty's did it, and I think Hemmings also did it. And it says, a gated neighborhood in upscale Tampa suburb is a strange place to send your carburetors for rebuilding. The shop sits in a three-car garage of a lovely home alongside a similarly lovely turquoise 1957 Chevrolet Nomad wagon. There's a long table with some chairs, a workbench. It's parked next to a couple of soda uh, blasters, and it's all lit by fluorescent bulbs overhead. The modest domain of Riley Rebuilds, a carburetor rebuilding service, uh, headed by Riley Schlick. Riley is a 17-year-old girl. Uh, She's a surfer. She skates. She's a soccer player, and she owns a Jeep. And her and her uh, four high school friends, uh, they've all learned how to rebuild carburetors. And, uh, and the idea that they're, they're doing this, and it says, you know, here on Earth, actually, where a girl with a screwdriver drill and some wrenches can earn really good money, Riley says. Her father, Dane, is a amateur mechanic. Uh, that's his nomad, apparently, that was parked out front. He said, we've had it for about 15 years. He also has a much modified Dodge Little Red um, uh, Wagon. Uh, the pickup truck, which was kind of cool because it had like trucker style stacks coming out of the back of it. He's the one who taught Riley how to rebuild carburetors and she taught her friends. Now they have all part-time jobs. And I guess people are sending her carburetors from all over the country. Riley's always been interested in cars, starting out holding a flashlight for her dad when she was about 14. And uh, they're both in the medical field and that she wanted to buy a car that she could rebuild, getting it ready for when she was old enough to drive. Her parents said it needed to have a manual transmission and not go above 80 and have a real roll bar. Uh, Their idea, the logical answer, was a manual transmission four-cylinder Jeep. To buy it, she needed a job. The only place that would hire a 14-year-old girl is a local grocery store. Her father said, no, we're going out to the garage and figure a way to make money. And they started the carburetor rebuilding business, which I think is pretty interesting. She's In here it said uh, uh, they bought some seats, wheels, tires, and a new transmission, had it painted. Uh, uh, she kept rebuilding carburetors to pay at, pay for it all. And when she was done, she kind of eased off of Riley's rebuilds. But then she uh, totaled out her friend's Honda Civic. I had to pay for that, $10,000. So it was carbureted game on again, and it hasn't slowed. She saved money for college, uh, even though she already had a scholarship to play soccer. So uh, it's she's been doing pretty well. She received about 
Two and a half million views on Facebook, 500,000 interactions. She's got about 12,000 followers, uh, but she rebuilds She rebuilds carburetors. So uh, pretty pretty interesting kid, and, uh, you know, kind of kind of makes me feel good. And it's uh, she actually took a little of um, – she has a great sign, which looks very 1940s, and it says Riley Rebuilds, and it shows a kind of 1940s character holding up a Edelbrock carburetor, which I think is pretty neat. So good stuff. Uh, we are going to – We have uh, Tom from Pembroke on the line. We have, we have Tom from Pembroke on the line. Tom, good morning. Hey, how you doing, John? Welcome back to the area. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. I have a question about a safety recall on a Kia a Sedona minivan. Okay. The sliding doors in the back. Um, I brought it to a nearby Kia dealership. Very nearby. I think you know what I mean. But yep. um, I, I left it there all day, and I said the usual. You couldn't find customers' concern, and Sure enough, I get home, it's doing the same damn thing. You know, I have kids in the back, and uh, you start driving, and, of course, it starts beeping because it doesn't close all the way. Right. What year What year so, is this? Uh, 16. And so you know, it's, it's, is it still under warranty, full warranty? No, no. It, no. It's a safety recall. Uh, it's an actual recall. Oh, it's an actual recall. Oh yeah, they they claim it's just a software update, but I, I don't think so. I mean, the door starts opening as you're driving. You know, it's one of the power ones. Yeah, well, yeah, huh? Because yeah, it is. Um, it, and I, I I just was able to pull up the technical service bulletin. It says the bulletin provides information regarding the replacement of certain power door. Uh, systems associated with the warranty extension program. So it's it's not. Uh, I, I, well, I guess it's probably a warranty. I guess it's probably a recall, but it's also they they extended the warranty. Um, it says the power sliding door may not latch completely upon closing an auto mode. If this occurs, the open door indicators uh, activate, chimes, illumination, all that stuff goes on, and it says. Yep. Uh, it says there's a two-stage lock, locking mechanism you have to go through, and they and there's uh, one, two, three, four, four parts that need to be replaced at least in this. So yeah. it's there's actually parts. It's not just software. There's parts that need to be replaced. So they may have not, and and I don't have the latest technical service bulletins, but they may not have the they may not have gone any further than. You know, just looking at it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. There is, let's see, one, two, three, f- four, five, six technical service bulletins about the sliding door stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I have a stack of recalls, headlights, and directionals, and rear lights, and. It's ridiculous, you know. I just want to get rid of it, but there's no cars to get anymore. Right, right, yeah. And what there was, they are right. It was the recall was actually a software change. I found that. It says uh, the bulletin provides a procedure to improve the software logic of the power sliding door module uh, produced from 2014 to 2017. And it's just, and it's a, it's, you do a software upgrade, but there's also another bulletin that shows a whole bunch of parts getting replaced. So, 
Um, you know, that's the one. That's the one I think they really need to look at. And um, I can, I can give you the bulletin number. You got a pen handy? Yep. It's uh, Kia bulletin number two three three. It two, was three, actually three. yeah. It was actually issued in March of twenty twenty. So it's two years old, and it's under the group okay. of it's under the it's it's group E L E. So like Edward E-L. Lewis, yeah, Edward Lewis Edward, and it and it goes into uh, the warranty extension and it says the replacement of certain power sliding door parts system parts. So this is you know where they tried to fix it with software. This is actually parts that they need to replace. So, and it includes yep. things like the power drive unit, uh, the 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 rear door remote controller, the latch. So, there's a whole bunch of pieces and parts that get replaced. And that sounds like what it's going to take to uh, to get this thing corrected properly. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to take a month <laughs> to get the parts and everything. Well, yeah, I mean that that could also be part of it, but uh, but I I would I would go back and just say to them, hey, look, you know, uh, I I got this technical service bulletin, and uh, you know, and it shows you know it shows a lot of parts that need to be replaced. You guys just did the software upgrade. Well, what about this warranty extension? And it doesn't say. What the actual, it just says, is Bulletin provides uh, information regarding the replacement of the stuff, and it says, associated with a warranty extension program uh, yep. of vehicles. It, it doesn't say when, it doesn't say how far the warranty gets extended, but I, I got to think it gets extended, you know, probably closer to, you know, 10 years or 100,000 miles or something, so. Yeah, what teased me off, they said customer issue not found, and it does it every single time, and when I picked it up, it did it, and they were closed. I paid, but, you know, credit card online, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, and, but... I'll, but said, I'll if just it, bring it back in yeah. like it's easy, you know? Yeah, but if it was, a, if it was a, um, a recall, you shouldn't have had to pay anything. No, I didn't. It just time, oh, okay. you know? It, oh, yeah. But yeah, just bring I, it back in like it's easy to do, you know. It's yeah. even if they have heard things and on end and Yeah, but oh well. I I will uh, mention that to him. Yeah, it, it's it's certainly worth mentioning because like I said, they've they've had sort of non stop issues with this one you know, one thing. It started off uh way back way back in Right after they built it, it seems like they uh, they um, some of the vehicles they built in even 2014 uh, had had issues in 2015. So uh, it, it is nothing. It is nothing that they don't know about. Certainly, and it shows that the mechanism itself needs to get replaced. That power mechanism that locks the door shut is the big yep. portion of that mm-hmm. thing that needs to get replaced and. You know, that's that's what needs yeah. to be done. You should look at some of the other recalls where the wrong directional. You put the left directional on. I, and the right I, one saw, I I saw that one. That that was that was <laughs> I thought was a, a certainly a pretty interesting one when I saw that one come up. I how how on earth does that happen? So yeah, yeah, computers. That's how it used to that's, be mechanical. But <laughs> yeah, you 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 are right about that. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the computer tells it what to do. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, well, no. Well, we see you down at the uh, Spindle Show in Marshfield. Um, I, I, it, only if I could drag my wife out of the house. We'll see. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. T- take, take care. care. Bye bye. Our phone number again, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900 is how you get through. And I think, Jesse, do we need to take another break? Yeah, we do. Why don't we take another break if you would like to join us, 781-837-4900. When we come back, I have uh, a couple things I want to talk about uh, in addition to talking to you. I want to talk about what I think lit the Internet on fire last week was a Chevrolet Volt with a V, about a $28,000 battery replacement and uh I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting and because we talked about recalls uh we'll talk about some recalls that are coming up too. My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program you're listening on 95.9 WATD, the South Shore's radio station. Give us a call at 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. Plymouth Rock wants to talk to you. Seeing the rock is not the most boring field trip ever. Its feelings are hurt when it hears people say, this is it. This amazing rock has been listening to people's thoughts since the beginning of civilization. It's a 600 million year old glacier that migrated to Plymouth Bay. Today, it's your turn to talk to the rock. Visit Plymouth Rock and take a video and send it to cplymouth.com. You could win some cash. Want to know more? Go to cplymouth.com and click on Talk to the Rock. Funded in part by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Well, hey there. It's Chris from South Shore Buds in Marshfield. I don't know about you, but I grew up pretty skeptical of anything cannabis-related. From the time I drank juice in a box to long after I drank wine from a box, I stayed away. I just said no. It wasn't until I met someone who answered all of my questions, and I had a lot of them, that I finally gave it a try. It didn't take long for me not just to become a fan, but to discover the potential benefits of cannabis. So if you're curious, if you've got questions, like I did, stop by South Shore Buds. Or if you're an experienced consumer looking for a thoughtfully curated menu, stop by South Shore Buds. We'll help you find your happy place. We're at 985 Plain Street, just off Route 3 at Exit 27 in Marshfield. Or check us out online where you can browse, place an order for pickup, or place an order for delivery at SouthShoreBuds.com. That's SouthShoreBuds.com. Always consume responsibly. Don't miss the Just Steph show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for fun guests and tips on living your best life every day. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tomorrow night from 8 to 10 on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. Now back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor Program. A couple of recalls in the news. 84,000 Toyota Tundras Lexus NXs are being recalled for parking brakes. Uh, something people don't use a whole lot of anymore. But, yeah, Toyota's uh, had a quiet year for problems. But, well, only uh, model year 2022 Tundra pickups. Uh, the electronic parking brake... Uh, for the included group of vehicles may not engage or disengage when properly uh, uh, when you push the button to do it. So in other words, there's no physical lever you pull or pedal you push. There's a button and uh, 
yeah, it's not working the way it should. And how are they going to fix it? They're going to fix it with software, just like they supposedly fixed the Kia door with software, and it didn't work. Um, there's about 200,000 Ford Expeditions that are being recalled, and it's the fourth major recall in less than a month, uh, but this time the affected vehicles are more than uh, 198,000 of full-size SUVs. So the Expedition and Navigator, uh, the uh, there's a risk of fire. So you hate to have that happen, but yeah, the front blower motor located behind the glove box, uh, apparently if it fails, it could cause an interior fire, so that's not good. And... This one just, the headline just doesn't fit just right. It says uh, 120,000 Chevrolet Sparks and Spark EVs recall for hood latches. Well, at least it didn't have anything to do with Sparks, I suppose. It says uh, nearly 120,000 Chevrolet Sparks and Spark EV hatchbacks have been issued a new recall from General Motors over hood latch corrosion. The recall affects model years 2013 to 2015. The issue with the secondary hood latch may corrode at the pivot point, preventing the hood latch from properly engaging. Uh, Such a latch failure can result in the vehicle's hood opening unexpectedly, increasing the risk of a crash. Uh, As a result, dealers will replace the hood latch striker assembly. So there is always, it seems like there is always recalls all kinds of cars get recalled and as long as the car gets fixed you know that's that's good you know we we want to see the cars get fixed but you can always check you can always go to the nitsa website nhtsa.gov website you can also download they have an app now you can download the app you can find out if your very specific car has been recalled so in other words usually what happens is you see a recall and it lists several years and and it may not be every vehicle in that year it may be just certain uh vehicles that were on an assembly line at a certain time that that caused the recall to happen but you can put in your vehicle identification number and you can find out whether your vehicle is recalled or if the recall was repaired or not so it's a it's a very handy feature so you can you can use the app to find that out uh, last week, it seemed like the internet was on fire with a Chevrolet Volt issue. Somebody had a 2012 Chevrolet Volt, and it didn't say it was. It was a car dealership invoice in Florida, and it was a 2012 Chevrolet Volt, and it said battery needs replacement, and it listed the repair cost at twenty-eight thousand dollars. And people were saying, you know, why would you buy an electric car? And the Volt is kind of an interesting electric car because it's an electric car with a gasoline engine. So it has a pretty good-sized battery. It'll go 50 or so miles. And rather than the the electric motor kind of quieting down and the gasoline engine taking over, in this case, it's a, they call it an extended-range electric vehicle because what it does the motor acts like a generator a big generator and it makes electricity that powers the electric motor so the gasoline engine acts like a generator powers the electric motor but it needs the battery to work and unlike some other cars that if the battery goes bad they'll still get around although with a lot of warnings uh with the volt it needs the battery to work so the cost of the battery was was listed i think at $2,800 
$20,000. And people are like, why would anyone buy an electric car? This is horrible. Well, I did a little research, and, and I was a little puzzled by a couple of things. Uh, first off, the battery that they had listed has been discontinued. So they actually wrote an invoice on a discontinued battery, which, and the invoice was only a couple weeks old. So I'm not sure why they would have done that. The uh, battery in that particular model has been replaced. Uh, there was an upgraded battery. It's slightly larger. It fits the, I think, 2013 to 15 series vehicles. So it's a little bit bigger than the one that goes in there. Uh, that replacement battery is actually closer to six or $7,000. Also, the labor time looked a little weird, too. So I'm not sure why they wrote the invoice that way and what they wanted to do. But, yeah, still, at the end of the day, $10,000 to replace a battery is still pretty expensive, but probably no more expensive than having to replace an engine in a car. So, uh, again, it seemed like a little bit of, I don't know, almost clickbait when I looked at it first, that it's like, oh, somebody just wants you to click on this to find out what it's all about. But, in fact, it really was... It really was a real dealership uh, down in, uh, might have been in Naples, Florida, somewhere in Florida. So it had, but why they didn't, what I was a little confused about is why they didn't actually do the invoice correctly and have the right amount. What what that should have, you know, what should have really gone for. So I'm not sure why that was the case, but it was so. Uh, it did kind of it did kind of act as a little bit of a surprise. I also want to talk about a car that I drove around last week a little bit, and that is the Subaru WRX. It's uh, is it's its own model, although its roots certainly come from the Impreza. The WRX is an all-wheel drive performance sedan that comes with a choice of an automatic or six-speed manual transmission. Kind of interesting. This is the second manual transmission vehicle I've driven in a few weeks, and I don't think I've driven a manual transmission vehicle in years, it seems like. There's three trim levels of the WRX, base, premium, and limited. Uh, Subaru took a pretty simple idea, take a decent compact sedan, put a performance engine under the hood. The engine, which is the same in all three trims for 2022, is a 274-horsepower, 2.4-liter flat four-cylinder engine, typical Subaru flat four. Our test drive was in the manual transmission version, which is... uh, which is kind of a treat to drive. I don't see many cars with uh, three pedals very often. What I enjoyed about the WRX, it can be driven quite leisurely. You can drive it like it's a plain old Impreza if you wanted to, or you can uh, drive it more enthusiastically. I would call the WRX entertaining to drive. It's six to the road. It handles extremely well. The trade-off is a bit of a stiff ride, but it's certainly tolerable. Straight-line performance is pretty good. Subaru claims 0 to 60 in about six seconds, uh, so that means there's certainly faster cars on the road, but the combination of engine performance, ride handling, and all-wheel drive really make this WRX a fun car that it is. Fuel economy, not a strong point. According to the owner's manual, the engine is designed to operate on unleaded gasoline with octane rating of 91 or higher. However, fuel with an octane rating of 87 or higher can be used with no detriment to engine durability. 
durability, but if you want to wring maximum performance out of the WRX, you're going to need premium fuel. Fuel economy, eh, 19 city, 26 highway. My driving was primarily in the city. I averaged about 20 miles per gallon overall. Uh, on the inside, I found the Subaru really comfortable. The seats are firm and supportive. The shifter's slick. The clutch, clutch operation smooth. It's an easy car to drive. The brake pedal felt easy to modulate. I can see someone doing a fair amount of heel and toe pedal action you know somebody who wants to really drive this hard i think you can do it if you wanted to at one point we had four adults in the car so real adults you know real full-size people and everyone seemed to fit pretty comfortably the infotainment system also incorporates the climate control all on a big touch screen it gave me a headache um you know some things there was a button or two for but uh, too much touch screen too much touch screen go back to knobs and buttons uh, we what was kind of interesting we went out to a little Cape Cod restaurant, kind of old-timey Cape Cod restaurant uh, called The Wooden Shoe, not far from me, and the waitress asked about the WRX and said her boyfriend was a big Subaru fan. He had an older version. So we took that for, so he stopped by. We took it for a ride, and he really liked it. Hey, that music means we need to go. We're just about out of time for today. Uh, Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt. Drive safely. Be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.